Welcome to the Tailored Life Podcast, the one and only podcast in the fitness and nutrition space that takes it way beyond just training and nutrition. We dive much deeper. I am your, co- almost said coach, I'm your host, Cody McBroom. With me is my co-host, Travis McQueen. Still getting used to this intro. By the way, the beat is sick. I can't not head, head bob. And then I always wonder, like, does the camera, like, watching me do this? Like, eight mile. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, you so, know, you know what's funny about that one is every time we're driving and that song comes on, dude, Shannon knows every word of that song. Hey, Miles. She loves that movie. Yeah, what what song? Lose uh, yourself. Lose yourself. Yeah. Such a good song. Yeah, it's like such a good workout song. Yeah, that's like a classic word. That in uh, that what's the most popular DMX song? Uh, is X it Rough Riders. X, X gonna give it to you. Yeah, X gonna give it to you. Yeah, that's not my favorite DMX song, but that's probably the most like classic workout song. Yeah. I would say. I mean, he's a beast. Yeah. For the training sessions, but um, Rough Riders Anthem, yeah, that was a good one. So anyway, um, so last couple days, Cody and I have been brainstorming on what we want to do for a topic podcast, and Cody kind of gave me some insight on, uh, you know, some things that we we're trying to do in the future and stuff. And one things that came up, um, he was talking to me about is why what he wants to portray to our audience more about why we our value is more than others in the industry and why people should at least check us out and uh, see if we're right for them. So uh, one topic that came up that he wants to talk about is things for you guys or potential clients or people that are looking for a coach, what to look for when looking for a coach. Yeah, and, and what that not can, to look yeah, for. Yeah, what to and what not to look for. So there's multiple things, but today we are going to pick five and break them down and uh, explain why they are on the list. Yeah. I think one thing I think about too is like, um, (laughs) this sounds very like uh, stoic or like uh, epic from like a movie, but like, uh, I don't know. This is the only thing that comes to mind. Like I want to be a beacon of light is what comes to mind. And that sounds very like, like I have a sword in my hand when yeah. I say it, <laughs> but like I think about that like good influence. Yeah, because I mean, you think about the fitness industry. There's just there's just so much bullshit out there, yeah. dude. Like, I saw the funniest thing the other day was somebody took a screenshot of a tweet. So there's a guy, you know, Lane Norton. Lane Norton's known for, I mean, if you post some guruism or some bullshit, he's gonna he's gonna like prove you wrong and yeah. make you look stupid for it. And I commend him because everything he's preaching is what we. We just don't do it the way he does it. But I, I, I love watching it. But there's another guy named Ben Carpenter who does it a lot too on Instagram and Twitter and stuff. Somebody screenshotted this guy's tweet. I can't remember the guy's tweet, but the guy who tweeted it is very much so like paleo, guru, like you don't have to worry about calories because this is what matters kind of thing. And Ben Carpenter's like lame, right? And the guy said uh, humans weren't made – if it's processed, it wasn't made for humans, plain and simple. And, you know, part of you goes, okay, well, I mean, got a point. Processed food wasn't necessarily made for humans, I guess. But technically, they're finding Paleolithic people eating grains. And in order to eat grains and actually be able to digest them, you do have to take them through a fermentation or processing Mm. process. So, yeah, kind of, sort of. But I get the idea. Factories and shit weren't around. And Ben goes... (laughs) There's hundreds of supplement recommendations in products you personally sell for meal replacements on your website. Does processing not count in regards to those products? And I'm like, damn. Mm. 
So these guys promoting these black and white guruism, paleo, whatever, not a shot at paleo, but it's just the one that happens to be that are like, this is the only way, blah, blah, blah. They're getting hit back with shit because it's like right in front of our noses. And it's like, damn, that's so true. You guys are creating a ton of quote unquote paleo products and supplements and meal replacements and food substitutes. Those are all processed. Like that goes against your number one core rule, which is eat whole foods only. Like what the fuck? Mm. So, but I see that and I'm like, man, like number one, not everybody follows guys like Ben Carpenter. Number two, not everybody thinks about those things. Number three, not everybody's a nutrition coach who can kind of, uh, filter out the bullshit or see through Recognize. yeah they can't read between the lines yeah. so being a beacon of light is an epic way of me saying like i want us to be able to use our platform to of course show people that like i mean you did it in a much more appreciable and respectable way but saying we're the best yeah you translate know? it and give them an opportunity to work with a company that's going to do things the right way for them you know do things with integrity and science but also for those who end up not working with us or you need a little bit more time to build trust with us and listen to us first like i just want to be able to shed light on the things that are correct so at least no matter what you can do things the right way right because right. I, mean, I agree there's yeah. tens of thousands of people that listen to this podcast there's no way that's gonna like we're gonna coach every single one of them yep. so if, as long as they can listen and try to do things right that's all i care about yep. you know and i think beacon of light is a good fucking word <laughs> for that that's dope i, I want to can you edit a picture a of phrase. like um do you, did you ever watch Thundercats when you were a kid? Nope. Dude, you never seen, have you seen, do you know what Thundercats is? Not a clue. Oh, dude. Thundercats? Yes. It's the, a cartoon? It's a, yeah, it's like a 90s, early 90s maybe, but mid 90s cartoon. And it was sick. Thundercats is like, it's a group. And like, there's the one guy that has the story, he's the leader, and they're like lions and different <laughs> shit like that, but they're warriors. And he goes, Thundercats, oh, he holds his sword up, and there's like this beam of light, and all the Thundercats fucking join force, and they go fight evil. It's dude, it's sick. So sick, <laughs> dude. I'm sure you've seen. If you type in Thundercats, I'm sure you've seen people wearing Thundercat shirt because it's a very recognizable symbol. Okay. Um, but I would love a picture of the sword Thundercats and like my face on the Thundercats guy. If you okay. can make that happen. All right. I think that'd be sick. Wow. Yeah. Or Highlander. Have you seen Highlander? Nope. That's a great movie. Yeah. But he he does a very similar thing. Mm. But he's a human. King Arthur. Pick anybody with a sword and put my face on it. That's Thor, all. maybe Thor. I'll take Thor. Yeah, Thor they have a sword. Sick. No, Thor has a hammer. Oh, the, the hammer yeah, that's is the wrong subject for me. Not a big uh, sword guy, <laughs> <laughs> hero person. Yeah, no, never seen any of those. Did all's I watched. Name them. I'd probably. Uh, fuck. I mean Hercules. Yeah, Hercules was remember. great. I mean, obviously, didn't see movies. But. I mean, that's like a very, very generic, popular one. Yeah. Um. I just watched a lot of that shit when I was a kid. Damn. I loved Heroes and yeah. Medieval Knights and Dragon so Ball Z. Yeah. yeah, he did very much. Even more than me. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I was going to say that's probably where you got it from. But Yeah, comic books. He was yeah. a comic book guy, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. All right, so let's get right into it. Red, uh, this topic is going to be red flags when searching for a coach. So, number one. Um, I'll just list them off and you can talk about them, why you put them on this list. Yeah. All right. So the number one is uh, doing, quote unquote, many things. So the reason I put this one is it's been a topic of discussion lately between internally on the team. It's been something that it's been, I've been reflecting on. And, you know, I think it's, it's mainly because there, there's, I, I shouldn't even, it should be more of like a, a balanced answer, but 
you can't do, and this is why we stopped doing certain things in the business to focus on the one thing that we do, which is tailored coaching. So like the main point here is that they are really, really good in one profession. Now, this doesn't mean that they are a specialist within their one profession because these are very different things. Because if you look at me, I'm a generalist and I truly believe that the future of coaching and the best coaching companies that are going to create the most impact are generalist. Because if I was a specialist, we would all be uh, individuals working with men and women between 35 to 45 who golf in their spare time and want to improve thoracic mobility. And you know what I mean? Like very, very specific. It's a niche, but we're trying to influence the masses. So a a generalist and and John Brody talks about this in, uh, change makers, his book, really, really good book. And he talks about being a generalist is actually a good thing where everybody was so focused on creating your avatar and niching down. They got so hyper-focused on their avatar that I remember filling out an avatar sheet and it was like name, age, size, where do they live? What do they do for a living? How much do they make? Where do they shop? What magazines do they read? What websites do they visit? What social media, like everything to the point where I'm like, okay, well now I guess I work with 40 year old guys who listen to Iron Maiden used to skateboard, but have knee injuries. Like, it's just like so specific. It doesn't make sense. Mm. Rather, it's like, I work with average people who want to achieve fat loss, who want to learn the science. Right. But that's still pretty fucking specific, but it's a general population. So the reason I'm saying this is because I don't want people to take somebody who does many things as a generalist. I think you should be a generalist versus a specialist in most cases, but there's plenty of people and I have friends in industry who are specialists who run more of like a private practice where it's just them and maybe a couple people. And they do work with a very, very niche population and they're the best at what they do for that. And that's their passion. And I commend that. Um, there's nothing wrong with either side of it. The problem becomes when you do too many things or like, for example, a coach, you hire a coach and their part-time job is uh, like they're a tech person at another company. Why would they do something else? Yeah. They're not doing their one thing, right? Even for us, our issue was still within coaching because we were mentoring people on how to coach. We were taking th- people through an educational course on how to coach. And then we were coaching people on a low front end with eBooks. You know, so we were doing other things that were distracting us from our one thing. This is why we eliminated those to just focus on one thing instead of many things. Even though they were all under the coaching umbrella, it still took our focus away. So I think when you're looking for a coach, a better way to put this is you should look for somebody who's not distracted. Mm. You shouldn't be distracted with other things. How can, how can a potential client um, recognize or identify that somebody's distracted? So Sorry did I put authenticity on there? Because I don't want to ruin it if I did. Mm. I don't think I did. So if a coach is being authentic, they're going to share aspects of their life on social media, Mm. right? So realistically, this should go without saying, if you can't find anything out about them, that's a red flag, right? If you can't connect with them, that's a red flag. So if you follow me and you listen to the podcast, you'll know that I'm married. I have a daughter. Um, I live in Washington. I like Seinfeld for whatever reason. I listen to a a lot of different genres of music, none of them which are new because I'm never on the cutting edge of new music coming out, but I listen to everything. I mean, you see my plays. It's like emo and then metal and then country and then rap, but people know that kind of stuff because I share it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I've shared, I like Dragon Ball Z multiple times. Like I don't watch it anymore, but I loved it as a kid. I love tattoos. Like if you didn't know any of those things, to me, that's a problem, right? So because I share my life to an extent that's appropriate, I'm not going to share too much personal stuff. You would know damn well if I had another job. Ah, you know what I mean? Is that you would? I, that was where my question is. Like authenticity is different than distracted. 
How can you identify? I think I think if, if they are being this is where I was going with it. If they are being authentic, you'll be able to tell if they're distracted, right? I'm because s- I'm still missing distracted. I mean, having another job. That could be one route. Okay. Right. So imagine if. If somebody, and this is, at the beginning, you kind of have to have another job. So I don't want to say that, like, you can never hire anybody who doesn't have a job. But every single person on our team doesn't have another job except one person. And she's not a coach. Yeah. Realistically. Yeah. And Brandon, I guess. But he's our chief science officer. And he's also a scientist for another company. But at the end of the day, if he wasn't a scientist there, he couldn't really do what he does for us. Yeah. Which is teach us the science that he's doing. (laughs) You know, so. But, like, every single coach, that's all they do. Yeah. That's literally all they do. Um, Unless they're in school for pursuing more coaching, yep. they don't do anything else. And I think that's what I'm getting at is like, you can't do many things or, or coaching as a hobby. Like you can't, tr- you can't trust a coach who is just doing a hobby. You can't like, you need them to be all in, right? If they tell you, this is all I give a shit about. And I'm working here to pay my bills until I get enough clients to quit that shit. That's a little bit different, right? Than doing this as a side gig or doing yeah. it as a side thing. Like this is, I just like this training. So I'm going to help people. Yeah. Doesn't really seem like a side thing. Which one? Th- this nutrition coaching. It's not like a. Ho- it shouldn't be. Yeah. But it is. Yeah. There's plenty of people who who do it as a side thing. Wow. Especially at the beginning, at a low level. But this is also why you hire a reputable company. That's you know true. what I mean? Or you hire a solo dude. I was a solo dude at one point. But if you watched my content, if you saw what I did, this is I I lived coaching. Yeah. I fucking eat, slept, breathed, shit, coaching. Yeah. I didn't shit coaching. Yeah. But did everything coaching. Yeah training nutrition was all I cared about. It's all I talked about. So I think maybe it's like, you should be able to feel passion. You should be able to feel authenticity. You should be able to feel that they're focused and not distracted about what this is. Like it just should be very, very clear. Maybe that's a better one than saying they're not doing many things. Their message is clear. What they do is clear. Who they are is clear. And I think you should be able to feel that. And that's the reason I put that as the first one. Like I've had, and this is not to toot my own horn because I've felt this. I told this I don't know if I said it on the podcast or not. It might have been after. So you might have heard me say this to Serena. But I said, like, your energy is contagious. Oh, absolutely. It's literally, like, it, it, she talks a lot about giving energy to this stuff. And I was yeah. like, okay, like, I'm not 100% into that stuff. But as I'm talking to her, I'm, like, fucking sucked in. Yeah. And I feel like I know you. And, like, yeah. you're, I'm feeling more positive. Like, yeah. there's, there's something going on there. However it's happening, you should be able to feel that people from people. And I've had people tell me many times, like, Dude, your, your energy is contagious. Your motivation is contagious. Your hustle is contagious. Like when I meet you in person, they, people have said to me, like, you're exactly what I thought you were because you're real and authentic. And that's the goal. That's what I want. You know, like, um, and I don't run into people in public. Like it's, I'm not like famous, but when we go to events and I talk to people, they're like, fuck, dude, you're exactly what I thought you'd be like, or you're exactly like you thought on the podcast. The only thing I've ever had anybody say that was not that is like, you're shorter than I thought you'd be. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm like, fuck you. Um, but it's always authenticity, right? Because I'm just who I am. And I think that's really important for people to see. You should be able to feel that passion, that authenticity, because they're focused on their craft. They're focused on their one thing. They're not trying to get good at multiple things. And that goes even to the first, first little tidbit about it is if I was focused on money, I probably would be focused on doing a lot of different shit because I'd be like looking for quick returns on my on investment, on my time. Right, I'm going to create an ebook and sell it. I'm going to create this and and sell it. I'm going to buy this course, sell it. Like, I've had people reach out for mentoring many times, and I say no. Yeah, that's a lot of money. I could say yes, but it distracts me from what I'm really passionate about doing. Not that I'm not passionate about helping them, but I have my biggest passion, my main focus is this one thing. Right, so not doing many. Yeah, so it should be very, very clear when you talk to 
a potential coach, yep. what they do and what they're after. And you should feel and who they are. Yeah. And it shouldn't be like a pressure to buy or anything. Like you should feel like they want to help me regardless. Yeah. You know, like not like they want to sell me. They want to help me. Like totally. You should feel that from them. Totally. I love it, man. I think that's great. And, uh, there's a lot of different aspects in, in doing many things, but I think you named all of them. I think I probably titled it wrong, to be honest with you. The more we talked about it. Yeah, that's okay. But I don't know what I would title it, so that we'll, we'll run with that. All right. Uh, next one is making promises constantly. Promos. My handwriting is horrid. Oh, promises, promos. Promos constantly. Or yeah. promises. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you're going to make a promise, <laughs> yeah. fulfill it. But making guarantees is actually a red flag that I've talked about many times too. Like yeah. if I guarantee, if somebody guarantees you to lose X amount of weight in 30 days or 90 days or whatever, they're full of shit. The human body is so complex. You can't guarantee or promise anything. Yeah. And I'll be honest, like that's, that goes back to the transparency or authenticity tip. Like I've had conversations with people on the phone and I'm like, look, I think we could do this. You know, like, you know, science shows, our experience shows we can lose 0.5 to 1% body weight per week, which leads to about 12 pounds in this amount of time. But I can't promise you that. Yeah. We don't know what's going to happen. Depends. Yeah. Um, so no guarantees for sure, but it was the promo. So I made that like Twitter Make, post about yeah, it. Yeah. Doing promos constantly where it's like, uh, 25% off of this or like we're launching this challenge or it's like, I have seven spots left. And then two weeks later, they still have seven spots. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's just always something. Um, a good way to tell too is like sign up for people's newsletters like you can you can learn a lot about the the personality, the authenticity and the the character of a coach or a company by signing up for their newsletter because if they don't value or I should say prioritize so I don't say value twice if they don't prioritize value over income or value over profits or or impact over profits and income which you should because we should lead with value and then if we do the right thing income will follow, right? the resources will follow. Um, if you sign up for somebody's newsletter and they're not that way, they email you three, four, five times a week and it's a sales pitch every time. And it's the most annoying fucking thing ever. I've unscribed so many people's emails because I'm like, man, I really respected you or her product was great or her content was great. His, his podcast was great. And then you get on their, their newsletter and it's like, dude, you're not even giving me any value or stories or tip. It's just like, Sell, 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 sell. Look what this person did. Buy my product. Look at this result. Grab this. You know, and it's just like to the point where you're like, man, all you give a shit about is making money. Yeah. Look, money is what keeps the boat floating. Yep. I get it. But that is such a turnoff. You know what I mean? I think you can get a lot more money to keep that b- boat afloat and moving faster if you provide value. instead Long term especially. Yes. And that's like actually what you know, me and Mike talked about email marketing on his podcast. Somebody tagged me today. They shared our podcast on his show today. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know somebody tagged me in one of a story post of his podcast. I was like, why are you tagging me in this? And then I like went to my iTunes. I was like, Oh shit. Mm. They shouted me out. That's their, that's our podcast, which is cool. Cause we're, they're interviewing me tomorrow too. Yep. Um, but he's a good example that he's a supplement company. Like they email quite a bit, but it's like, how should you calculate your macros? What's the best way to set up for a bench press? Like just tons of valuable shit that people ask and want to know. It's just good content. And it's like, they're not selling me anything. Yeah. Yet they're one of the leading supplement companies in the entire industry, which is a huge industry. Mm-hmm. The supplement space is massive and it, the margins are super high. So being the leader in that is crazy. Free content. You yeah. know what I mean? So, um, and if you're on my newsletter, you know this, like it's, it's always free content. Do I mention coaching? Of course, but it's never like, 
the purpose of this email is coaching. If I'm teaching you stuff and there's a place where it says like when we go through coaching, I'm going to hyperlink coaching and it's going to go to my coaching page. So you have access to that. Totally. But it's not every email. Yeah. And it's not a sell. It's literally just like a hyperlink because why wouldn't I put it there? Yeah. (laughs) Um, But point being is like, I think that if somebody's constantly selling you, somebody's constantly promoting something, it shows where their focus really is. It shows where their priorities are um, and what they think about first, you know? Like, I shared this the other day. Like, so I was on that group coaching call. Yep. And uh, one of the guys is struggling with lead gen. So the the guy that leads the group was like, like, let's go around and kind of share some ideas of what we do for lead generation so these guys can get ideas. And he was like, Cody, why don't you go first? You, you – because the way we're all in different industries, which actually makes it a really cool group oh, because wow. I can learn from different people. And so he used me as an example because he was like, hey, like you're, you're what, on a client to client basis. You got one of the largest companies here. So like share with us what you do. And I was like, man, I just give a lot of free shit away. He was like, oh, no ads, no ads, no ads, uh, very few calls to action. Um, I'll say swipe up for coaching every once in a while, but it's just like, really, it's just like, it's free content, free content, free content. Every once in a while, let's get some proof for and after or whatever. And then content, 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 content. You know, I mention our products all the time, coaching to a trainer because they're there, but it's just tons of free content being put out over time that leads to people building trust. And that leads to there you go. people doing it. Yeah. It's just developing those relationships. That's it. Developing trust. And, uh, I don't know the right word, but gaining that referral. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the the example I used too was like, man, like we, you know, I guess a lead gen strategy we could talk about is the tailored life challenge. Yeah. Because yeah. there's been some people that have applied for coaching that are in that group already because they see what the group's about. They they love the process. They're like, I want the full deal. Yeah. And by the time this airs, actually, I don't know when this airs, but I may or may have not sold, tried to sell people at the end of that because we're going to. But yeah. what I shared with them, I was like, that is lead gen strategy because we got all these people on this email list now. Most of them are in, three-fourths of them are in the group. And I am going to give them an offer on coaching at the end of it. I'm going to give them some cool stuff that goes along with it totally. to help them because why wouldn't I? But we actually didn't have a plan for the upsell when going into it. Yeah. And they were like, what do you mean? Because most people, they would do a challenge in order to provide an upsell. So the whole, and this is the whole plan with seminar, all that shit. They go, okay, here's the plan. We're going to do a cheaper offer for this seminar to, to get a bunch of people to attend. We're going to pre-frame them. So what that means is during all these speeches and seminars, and I've been a part of like seminars, I've been a part of funnels at other companies, and I've seen people talk about how they structure things, and they'll plant seeds along the way, right? So you have a keynote speaker, right? So speaker goes up, they tell about their keynote speaker, drops some quick tidbits, kind of hinting at something and then introduce the next speaker. Next speaker comes up and then he comes back out, tidbits, and it's smart, but you're planting the seed all weekend and at the end, they're like, here's the package, you should buy it. And they're already pre-framed for it. You know, people do this with funnels. They go through a funnel and then it's an email and then it's an honors and then they get this free thing and there's a webinar series and they do it all the time. But all of that is orchestrated because of what they want to sell them at the end. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And it's, it's a smart marketing strategy. Yeah. And I'm not saying that everybody who does that is bad, but we went into this and we're like, dude, let's create this challenge. Let's give them a bunch of free shit. Let's not charge a thing. Um, we'll just impact them. Like all this stuff. Dude, we didn't have an autoresponder. We didn't have a upsell. We didn't know what we were going to offer them at the end. We didn't know if we were going to offer them at the end. We were literally yeah. just like, let's just change some lives. Yeah. Halfway through, it was like, I should probably figure out if I, like people are going to want to coach and do stuff. So what should we do? Yeah. You know, and now we figure out a way to upsell them, yeah. you know? So 
doesn't, again, doesn't mean everybody has to do it that way, but that's just an example of how transparent we are with just I, wanting to provide value. I don't, even know, I don't even know if it's upselling them because we never sold them anything. Very true. We didn't. It's just, we're at least going to provide a way to continue. To continue with us. Yeah, and continue Provide a way to work with us. Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. I, and that's the thing is like, usually there would be a much more in-depth sequence of funnels and things like that in order to pre-frame people in a methodical way to want to purchase your product at the end. All I did is is every Monday I went in, the coaches went on those days, we provided products or, or free tools, not even products, and we're just like, this shit will change your life. Yeah. So just do it, and I'm going to motivate you every Monday. And then finally, the fourth live I did, I'm like, hey, next week I'm going to talk about what we're going to offer you. And I just figured it out. Totally. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it wasn't... I just see selling, like you said, provide a way, how are we going to sell them? I see selling as trying to convince. This way we're just providing an offer, saying, hey, if you want to uh, if you want to work with us, if you want to coach with us from after everything you've experienced, this is how you do it. Yeah, yeah, it's a solid. Selling is like, we went through this whole process to convince you to work with us. Exactly, yeah, I get what you mean. It, yeah. It's a much more of a soft sell. I, and, it, and if anything, there it's... You go. it's it's providing an opportunity. It's, there you go. It's, I love it. Yeah. Presenting your service, whatever you want to yeah. call it. But I, I agree. A sales call is a sale. Yeah. But, even, it, but I, even then, like, so there's there's a certain point, too, where you go, okay, like, I ran ads that convince you to get on a call with me, and now I got to work real hard to convince you to buy. Mm -hmm. Our process is I'm just going to give you shit, and if you choose to apply, you'll figure out a way to do it. Because totally. I'm not even giving you free stuff that also says click here. It just is free shit. Yeah. And then you'll look at all my other stuff and then you'll apply. So it's, it's much more organic. It's much more, it, it's, and like I said to you earlier off, off air, like I look at money as a resource and I look at dollar signs as impact because, mm -hmm. and, and I learned this being a trainer, I had, I, most trainers struggle with asking for money because you get into it because you want to help people. So me asking for your credit card is like scary. I'm like, fuck, I, I just, I just want to help them. Like, I don't yeah. want to ask. And then you're like nervous and you're like, yeah. oh, fuck, is it worth this? Yep. And then I learned like, like. Because my mentor at the time told me, he's like, you'll never change anybody's life for the better if you can't ask for their credit card. Because if they don't pay, they won't train. Yeah. And if they don't pay, they won't be a consistent because that's a form of accountability could keep doing it. So when you see your first person lose 100 pounds, you'll be like, fuck yeah, that was worth every single dollar they paid. And you have no problem asking the next person, the next person, the next person, because you know damn well that it's worth even more. Because yeah. the feeling you get when you lose weight, you're confident, your health markers change, you live 10 years longer, that's priceless. Yeah. You can't pay for that. So, and, and I think that's where like the whole resources things came in. Because then you go, okay, realistically, this is just a transaction made so I can do this for you. And then you're going to give me money, which is just a resource, because this resource is going to provide me with the things I need to survive, and then also the things I need to get better at what I do for you and other people, right? Because a, a true entrepreneur, a true coach, a true person who loves their passion, they're going to invest more into what they do, right? They're going to invest more money into being better at that. Yeah. So they can help more people and they can yeah. impact more people. You know what I mean? It's a, and it goes in every single category because even for you, you invest in courses, lessons, equipment, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That allows us to create higher quality which is going to impact people easier because they're going to see it and be more attracted to it because it's more aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Then th we convince them or give them the opportunity to work with us. Totally. You know what I mean? It's this chain. So it's all of us in like using the resources to work with more people. But um, there's just a huge gap for a lot of people with asking for money. You know what I mean? And, and it is, it's a, it's a weird thing at first, it, but that hump, 
It is. Yeah. It is. But you got to look at it differently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the second one is just too oh. many promos. Yeah. Stay away from people who are just selling too much shit all the time. There you go. All right. Third one is minimal free stuff. Kind of overlapping. Yeah. Piggyback off that. Yeah. Um, somebody who's not willing to create a lot of content for free or give away a lot of free stuff. Um, I, I tell young trainers all the time that, you know, you should, you should create f- content that's so good that you question giving it away for free. <laughs> Literally. It's like, actually, this content costs me money because yeah. I, I have to pay somebody to help me make it. Yeah. And then I spend a bunch of time creating it. And then I just give it away yeah. and cross my fingers and hope that, it, you know, it's supportive in the long run. But, and that's another one of those things where like, you don't think about it when it starts really changing people's lives, you know, like, I mean, you've seen, we get letters in the mail here and shit. Like once that stuff starts happening, you're like, dude, there's no questions asked that I'm doing the right thing. Like I'm doing the right thing for people and yeah. it'll pay off. That's all that matters. But I think the point being is, is you don't need to look for like the ultimate content master. Like they don't have to run a podcast to be somebody you can trust, but they should be able to, they should be giving away free stuff because that shows that they're a go-giver and they're in it for the right reason. But just as importantly, they should be able to create stuff, period, right? What I mean by that is even if I charge for this podcast, there are, we're on episode, we're past episode 600 now, aren't we? Yes. So anybody listening that questions this, let's debate, please. But if, if I didn't know what I was talking about, would I be able to c- record 600 plus episodes? And let's take out the interviews. Let's take out the interviews. Would I be able to record... Th- I- 500, yeah. 450, however many it is. No, there's no way I could record this much for this long and still write long ass blogs, still lead a team, still coach people, still write Instagram products, still do um, YouTube videos. Somebody who can create content and sustain a conversation. We're on minute 30 now yeah. for 30 minutes to an hour about a single topic. They know what they're talking about. And that comes from creating content which means they're probably giving away free shit. So the free shit thing is like a, a combination of doing it for the right reason and also being able to do it. Being yeah. able to actually create it is a, is a big key that you got to look for. And I get nervous when I see people as coaches on Instagram and that's all they do. There's nothing else. It's yeah. just Instagram. And when you look at their captions, it's motivational and it's like, you can do this and that's great and I do that too. But if it's, that's all it is yeah. and I can't no either knowledge. A... There's no knowledge. If I can't see an infographic that's super in-depth or IGTV video where you're breaking something down, a long caption that you maxed out because you're teaching a topic, or a link to go find your podcast or your blog or your YouTube or something that, like, I just get to watch you go in-depth, that's an issue. Yeah. You know, at least legitimate knowledge. Mm -hmm. People can make, you know, an infographic, and this is the stupidest example, but, like, you know, for instance, or infographic that says processed foods are bad. Okay. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like yeah. something that gives legit, legit information and, and accurate mm-hmm. knowledge yeah. and accurate information. You know, I you know, sorry, I'm just sitting here thinking there's also like, I don't know what you want to categorize them or something, you know, but there's coaches out there that I just look really good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's no like podcast. They don't have a podcast. They don't have you know, blogs, they don't have this, they just look good. So people hire them. Yep. People trust off of perception and there is some reality to perception. And what I mean by that is, is if you don't look the part, it doesn't mean you can't coach, but it tells me that you're not willing to take your own advice. Yeah. That's an issue. So you, so you should look the part and that's not me saying again, you don't have to be shredded. Yeah. 
but you should look healthy. Yeah. Like you should look like you train or you know a thing or two. Like there's periods of times where weight fluctuates, health fluctuates. There's things that happen. I get it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, and you can look at people, and I've looked at people who didn't lose any weight, but I haven't seen them in a while, and I know they've been watching their food and everything. I'm like, you look healthier. Mm. Like, your your face, your skin, like, you look better, and you're more energetic. You didn't lose much weight. I don't tell them that, but I'm like, you, you look better. Like, you clearly look healthier. That's that's great. You know what I mean? But you don't need to be shredded, but you should, you should be healthy. Yeah. Like, you should walk the talk, you know what I mean? Or walk the walk and not just talk the talk. Yeah. But there's a lot of people who are just genetic freaks or they're freak athletes and they get ripped and then people trust off of that. Yeah. And that, that is an issue. You can't just trust off of looks. Just. Yeah. Which is, you know what? But I think, I do think that uh, a lot of that is too, like people see ripped individuals and of course they think they know what they're doing. Really, they just follow the rules of whoever told them to do it or their genetics carried them there. But also they see a, a freak that's ripped and a huge follower count and they just assume that they're working with a ton of people. Totally. But there's a lot of times I know people that are like that who have a huge following. They ask me for business advice. Yeah. Why? Because there's not a connection there. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you got to be more relatable. You got to teach more. Yeah. You got to do things that might not get as many likes, but they're going to they're gonna touch people on a deeper level. Um, it's also why we have a larger coaching company. I don't post shirtless photos all the time. Yeah. I don't. Like, shit, half the ones I'm coach. talking about nutrition, I'm wearing like a button up or yeah. a long sleeve. It's like, yeah, you know? man. I, I I know specifics. I'm not not a ton, but I, I mean I do know a handful of people, whether they're nutrition coaches or not on Instagram or whatever, those are the people that are always doing promos. Mm-hmm. Always. You know, like Yeah, there's join there's, my join my you know they do group stuff a lot t- too. Ten week shred yeah. program. Well a know? lot of times what they do is they pay somebody else to create a, a PDF, a program program for an app or something like that. And then totally. they just promote it all the time yeah. because they look good and they have a following and then go through it with their clients or whatever, but cross your fingers and hope that whoever's behind the scenes writing this stuff is actually knowledgeable and knows what they're doing, yeah. but you'll never know. Yeah. And that's the other thing is like, you should know the people you're fucking working with. Like I had a call with multiple people that are like, Oh, I like I've worked with coach before. I'm like, Oh yeah. Like that's good. That's great. What was experience? They're like, well, first of all, I never actually talked to him. Like, what do you mean? They're like, well, it was all email based. I'm like, you didn't talk to them at the beginning. Like you never had a phone call with them or anything. <laughs> Never seen their face? Like, no. I'm like, damn. It doesn't well, surprise me, though, in this today's day and age. Not the right way. Yeah. I don't I agree. agree with it. Yeah. But I know. It's crazy, though, because, like, even for us, it's like we give the optional monthly call yeah. to all of our people. And there's but just random times where we're like, hey, we should get on a call. I, we will never do this, and I don't advise it. But the amount you're on a podcast, the amount you put your face on Instagram, the amount of times you get – the amount you put yourself out there – People would still sign up with this if it's only email based. Yeah, because they they know you through yeah. everything else. But I'm just saying it's not the right way to do it. But yeah. that's crazy that yeah. like you you develop that trust and everything through other platforms that you you wouldn't have. Yeah, you know. yeah. And a lot of a lot of what we do is based on email because it's the easiest way to stay organized and deliver files and shit like that. But you're going to get at get least to, one, if yeah. not two calls at the very beginning. And then you get the option of calls throughout the process to yeah. make sure that you're saying supportive. Yeah. You know, it's not, and yeah, and that's the other thing too, is like going back to even when we were talking about authenticity, I put myself out there enough to where people trust us. Cause they just know who the fuck I am. Yeah. Like they, they know me, yeah. you know, I'm not a freak. I'm not a dickhead. Like I'm, I don't know about the best way, I'm, but I think the best way that to get to know somebody initially, whether it be about their body composition or whatever it may be, is by a conversation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, nobody wants to write out four-page email. Dude, well, that's the thing is people fill out an application, and then I have a call with them. Yeah. Or one of the other coaches, yeah. right? 
and we get to know more about them because the application doesn't tell us much. Yeah. It does. It's but emotion in their voice. Exactly. You know? Absolutely. 100%. And then it gets deeper and deeper as you ask yeah. questions. And then they fill out the questionnaire once they're, they're with us. Yeah. And then we have another conversation yeah. with them. A 30-minute 30 <laughs> minute phone call could be a week, week and a half email thread. Exactly. And that's if somebody's going to open up to you. Sometimes totally. you need to talk to them on the phone to open up. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. That's awesome, man. All right. So number four uh, goes unwilling to talk for free. Perfect segue. <laughs> um, this is where like, and I'm guilty of this. Like I get a lot of emails now, which is really cool. But there's times where I'll email people back and I'm like, I'm so sorry. This took so long. And it's been like three or four weeks because there's a prioritization, right? Like yeah. it's like, okay, team clients uh and then everybody else essentially yeah. or like my accountant yeah. <laughs> and then everybody else so it's like sometimes that's by team. the time that's i get team. what that's team technically yeah once i get through the clients and the team and i finally start to touch on some of the, i have a folder called followers questions and everybody from the podcast instagram that emails me they go into there once i finally get to start on those the uh like i get more from the clients and team so i'm like i'm like oh get one and then yeah. I'm back here so yeah Every, every few weeks, I just sit down for like an hour and just crank out a bunch. But what I'm saying is I'm always willing to do that. You know, like I'm always willing to talk. I'm always willing to DM. I'm always willing, like people, like I'll, I'll send you a video or a voice memo on Instagram back because I want to give you more depth and I can't do it via DM. Like I'm always going to do whatever I can. I'm getting on a call with somebody either tomorrow or Friday who applied for coaching, literally cannot afford it at all because he was brutally honest with us but Brittany has a conversation with them and texts me and says I think you need to have a conversation with him because just talking through this with him I think is going to make an extremely impactful uh extreme impact on his life and health like I think you need to get on a call with him he's not signing up by the way <laughs> cool set it up all right I trust you yeah she knows my time she knows everything she knows what we are and this isn't the first time something ha like that has happened between her and I and in she knows me well enough to know like where we do this and how to read somebody and know like, yeah, they really can't afford it, yeah. but they really do need help. Yeah. So reminds let's me do it. Of, reminds me of that time in, in Scottsdale with that guy at the, at the conference that was going through a bunch of shit and opened up to the speakers. And I was like, dude, you might want to go talk to that homie. Just like, I can't remember. No, he's in the front row and we were, you know, in that hotel conference. I've been, I've been in Scottsdale multiple times. Oh, so yeah. I'm Anyway. It was only one, you only went with me one time, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I remember what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but that's a perfect example of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I think it's, it's getting on the phone and not charging him shows it. But even more than that, like DMing, yeah. texting, yeah. emailing, doing being whatever willing. I can, being, being willing to, to always do that. Dude, like I, I constantly, and I don't say this to impress, but just to impress upon you that like. I, I only open something when I'm ready to read it. So like my phone constantly has unread, unless it's the group text. Cause I'll, like last night I looked, it was 179. I just go, nope. Whoa. Did I, oh, I, I oh, fall behind. I thought you the, meant the team. No, 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 oh. no. Uh, our friend group text. Yeah. But like this weekend we were, I, I got tattooed all day. I got almost tired, went and got tattooed again, came back. And then it was like, all right, I'm not getting tattooed tomorrow. So I'm going to stay up chill. And uh, I was sitting there for, fuck, I don't know how long. And Jen's like, who are you talking to? And I'm like, 27 different people. So like, what do you mean? I was like, I literally have just a bunch of texts that I just haven't responded to. And I need to. Yeah. And I had this conversation with Jordan Side. He's like, dude, you're not going to be able to do that forever. And I'm like, well, when I have fucking over half a million followers like you do, then maybe I'll accept not. Yeah. But at this point, it's like, 
why not? Like I'll leave them unread until I can, because if I can have a small impact on people and at the end of the day, I feel like that's what makes us us. And that's what keeps moving us forward. A part of what keeps moving totally. us forward is me being accessible. Like I'm all, cause I want to help. That's like my main role. I do less in the business so that I can do more of that to just talk to people. But people who are unwilling to do that, unwilling to talk to you, unwilling to do any of that for free. Like to me, that's a red flag. Yeah. Like it's, I don't know. Like I've had, I've had people sign up for coaching after the fact because they're like, I don't want coaching, but I really need some advice. I'm like, cool, let's get on a phone call. Yeah. And I bullshit with them. And then a week later, like, I think I want to coach with you. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that wasn't my goal. I didn't sell you, but or let's coach do it. with you guys. Yeah. I think, I think if you being accessible to the public for help for free is the gateway to getting people to coach with us to change their life, that's what you Yeah. I might be able to give you some quote unquote life changing advice, but it very rarely changes your life. It might influence your life. There you go. But usually it's going to snowball into other things. Yeah. Maybe that causes you to read a book that I suggest. And that book causes you to attend a seminar from the author. And then that connect, you know what I mean? Like something completely different, but the conversation, like the conversation at the beginning is just, it's part of just being a good fucking person, paying it forward. (laughs) Like, and I think there's a lot of people who will immediately lean towards, you can pay for a consultation. You know, and, and I've done consultations, so I'm not saying I don't, but that's when somebody's like, Hey, I want to pick your brain about these 17 things. Yeah. And I'm like, you're a coach. You want advice on how to coach better. Okay. Here's how much I cost for my time. Yeah. I'm going to spend some time with you and I'm going to help you, but yeah. like, I'm not going to, you know what I mean? It's, it's different. Totally. So, um, so being willing to, t- uh, the red flag is being unwilling to talk for free. Yeah. Talk or help for free. All right, so another red flag is when someone doesn't say it depends. I'm just kidding. Basically. Yeah. So uh, a coach giving black and white answers could be a red flag. Yeah. Guruism. This is where, like, um, what did I say at the beginning? Guruism? Guruism is, like, uh, it's a way for, like, you're a guru. You know what a guru is? There's only one answer, and it's the answer I'm saying is right. Basically. You being gurued is yeah. like basically like I'm the foreseeing master and I know all and this is the beacon answer. Beacon of light. Yeah. The beacon of light. Was that this episode? Fights against the guruism. Yeah, it was. Oh, I okay. was the beacon of light at the very beginning. Oh, that yeah. was the purpose of this episode. Yeah. Is being the beacon of light. Um, <laughs> comes oh, from full circle. Yeah. Um, but no, guru is like, like, got it. like the paleo guys. And yeah. They're gurus and like they're like, nope, intermittent fasting is the way. You can't debate me. It's like, Black no, it's white. actually not. Like, if you want to use it, it's a tool, but it's not the way, you know, um, it's black and white answers. So if somebody, so there's two, there's two end of this that I don't like. I, I definitely don't like the person that says this is the answer unless it is literally like sometimes there are black and white answers, but never with body composition or training and nutrition. There's just not. But if you say like, how much does that cost? <laughs> that, that's a black and white. Answer. This is how much it costs. You yeah. know what I mean? But if somebody's like, what's the best way to lose fat? There's no black and white answer there. Yeah. I could say calorie deficit, and it, that's kind of a black and white answer, but that leads to like, okay, well, how do you create a calorie deficit? Ah, well, that depends on blah, blah, blah. It's relative. The other end of it, which is better than, but still pretty bad, is the opposite of black and white. It's it depends without any follow-up. Mm. So if I'm just like, well, it depends. Why? It just depends. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because some yeah. people will say it depends because now they're not black and white, but they don't really put any effort into the explanation on it. It's just, it, well, it depends. I think you started that with... This is a little bit better, but not all the way. I think that's way worse. 
than saying a black or white answer. I'd rather I'd rather have a, an answer. Here's why they're I just, both shitty. Yeah, they're both <laughs> shitty. But here's why I disagree. If if you tell me it depends and you don't give me any follow up, I'm gonna go find somebody who can tell me why it depends. Okay. If okay. you give me a black and white answer, I'm going to be fooled yeah. in a thing of this answer. And I'm going to spend months following your tactic and your guruism that doesn't work. And I'm going to be frustrated as hell only to find out that it really just depends. Good thing I'm not a coach. Yeah, that's a good thing. Um, <laughs> but, but I think the point is, is like there are no black and white answers. You know, yeah. like losing weight, building muscle, getting stronger. How long does fat loss take? How long should a fat loss phase be? How should I reverse diet? When should I reverse diet? How to di- take a diet break? How long should the diet break be? When should a refeed be? Dude, like there, it's endless periodization, training, it's all endless. Totally. Even things that are like not my favorite things, intermittent fasting, paleo, I'll never say they're completely wrong because there's scenarios where you need to do that. Yeah. I've put people through a paleo diet because they had food intolerances and they needed a paleo-ish diet, right? It was a paleo diet at first and then it became a paleo-ish because after we remove the inflammation, the symptoms, then we can go, hey, like, what do you miss eating? Mm Mm-hmm. What do you miss eating most? Oats, dairy, like protein powder, like what? And they're like, dairy, I want to get my yoga back. Okay, well, we'll add just yoga back in. It's no longer a paleo diet anymore, but it's paleo-ish. And then we added yogurt. If there's no inflammation, no symptom that causes from it, cool. After a week or two, now do you want to add rice? Do you want to add oat? Like what's the next thing you want to add? We add that in, see what happens. So I've used that. Intermittent fasting. Some people are super busy in the morning. They don't like doing it. Like, cool. Intermittent fasting works. Let's do it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I might use intermittent fasting when I get further into this diet, because if we get to a point where my calories are pretty low, especially if we cycle and I have lower calorie days and I'm like, man, like I get really hungry throughout the day. I'm just going to skip breakfast. I'm going to start eating at like fucking noon so I can have two or three bigger meals. But it's not the intermittent fasting that made me leaner. It's that it helped me stick to my calories. (laughs) You know what I mean? So does intermittent fasting work? It depends on why you're using it and what you're using it for. Um, point being is there is no black and white answers. Totally. But damn near anything in life that revolves getting a result. Huge red flag. Huge red flag. Cool, man. So those are the five. The number one is doing, quote, unquote, many things. Um, number two is having promos co- constantly. Number three is minimal free stuff. Number four is being unwilling to talk for free. And number five is black or white answers. That's great. That being said, guys, do your research, do your homework, find people you trust, follow people for a while, you know, do all those things. Obviously, not to pitch you at the end, but if you do need coaching, hit us up. Yep. You're going to get a free call before you even coach with us. So there's no risk. There's no commitment. There's no financial burden. Hit the apply button. It's in the link in the description. You know how to find us. Um, but more than anything, start following people and uh, being around or, or consuming content from people that do things these ways or not these ways, I guess, if you want to look at it that way, since these are red flags so that you can be prepared when the time comes to coach, you know that you have one or a few people that you can really lean on to do it the right way with you. Yeah.